is your host. Here we talk about all things art, and each week I'll be joined by inspiring Max creatives to discuss creative careers, as well as burning topics in the art world today, to keep that creative mind of yours in action. another episode of Island Artcast. I hope everyone is good today. The topic today is one just for our Manxies and that is asking the question, do I stay on the island or do I need to leave in order to have a successful career? I'm joined today by two working creatives with different approaches to this debate to provide our listeners out there with a fair discussion about the advantages and disadvantages of an island career versus flying the nest. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started, we are not doing this episode to try and give a finite answer. We're not saying that it's you know, definite you need to do this or that, and neither are our guests today trying to say that, but we're just sharing our stories and giving our opinion to hopefully shed some light for the younger creatives out there. Anyone who's listening, if you're a young creative, or you were, and you were probably considering at some point in the earlier years this question of, do I need to stay on the island? Do I need to leave to go to uni? Do I need to leave to go and find a job? And it's a really hard decision to make when you're 18 years old. And I mean, if you were anything like me, you had absolutely no idea where you were going to go. My point of view on this topic is actually super mixed. And in all honesty, before the pandemic, when I was studying at university, I was planning on staying away originally. I wasn't going to come back to the island, but I have, and I've had really unique opportunities here that I wouldn't have got otherwise. So now I'm sort of really on the fence about it. And so this topic is just as much for me as it is for everyone else. Before we jump into questions, I actually put a poll up on our Arts Council Instagram story and asked all of our listeners and followers what your opinions were. We said, do you need to leave the island to have a successful creative career? And actually 57% of you said no, that you don't need to go. I actually thought we'd have more people saying that you need to leave for a bit, but we've got some real Manx reps out there, which is great. We did have a few comments, people arguing that there aren't many creative jobs here or that the art world has developed more in other places. So that's super interesting and we'll touch on all those things today. But I will just now introduce our guests. First guest is one of our very own Arts Council members. We've got Jade Boylan with us today. Say hi, Jade. Hello. Jade is a creative entrepreneur with her own brand, Candy Doll Club, selling pins and patches and you've sold through Topshop, Selfridges, ASOS. Yeah, a few different places over the years. Yeah, I've stopped yeah. My, uh, my designs. And all from your home island on the Isle of Man. And our second guest today is illustrator and professional thing doer, as your Instagram <laughs> says. Got Jay Cover phoning in from across. Uh, you're in Hastings, right, Jay? That's right, yeah, here on the south coast. So Jay has been working in the creative industry for about 14 years now. Lived in Leeds, London and now in Hastings, as we said. And you are currently one third of the art collective Nouveau. That's the right way to pronounce it, is it? No, Nouveau. Nouveau, sorry. Everyone, everyone says nu- Nouveau. Oh. Uh, and that, that, it was kind of um, intentional, but that, uh, it kind of sounds similar. Um, yeah. phonetically yeah oh nice so today jade and jay and i'm going to be really clear throughout the episode when i say your names will be sharing their creative journeys with us that got them to the point that they're both at right now so welcome to you both so first i'm going to ask jade if you could tell us a bit about your journey as a working creative so i've been working selling my art and working freelance now for a 
well, it'll be 12 years this year. I pretty much started while I was at sort of art college when I was 18. And I just, it's something I sort of just fell into. Before I started studying art properly, um, I'd always, it's one of these things, I know people always say when they're creative, I always loved art and I always knew I wanted to do it. But I really did from like the age of four. Mm -hmm. If anyone asked me, you know, parents and teachers, what do you want to be when you grow up? And other kids would be like, a ballerina or a doctor or an astronaut. And I'd be like, an artist. And I just sort of, yeah, it never really changed throughout my entire life. It just sort of changed what I wanted to do within it. So I think when I was very young, I wanted to um, like be an animator for Disney before I even really understood you know how animation worked um, I wanted to be a picture book illustrator just sort of various different things but I just knew this was where I wanted to be so part of the reason I stayed here I, I dropped out of sixth form when I was 17 because I had a nervous breakdown oh. <laughs> which I can laugh about now <laughs> but obviously at, well the yeah, at the time was was bad um, and it was it all came about because up until that point my art had always been encouraged and my teachers suddenly you know oh no don't be silly you need to have a real career you need to study something mm-hmm. real and serious that you can make money at we've all had that yeah <laughs> I think we've, we, anyone who works in a creative industry has had that conversation multiple times yeah. um so yeah I realized I just I was miserable um I enrolled up at University College on the island and I did a a two-year art course and I absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. And so after this course, the reason I ended up staying, we we went to a a UCAS um, creative industries fair in London on a a college trip and all my friends didn't really know what they wanted to do and they just kind of sort of moped about and then wandered around stalls. And I'd got like a game plan, like the whole way there, I knew exactly where I was going, I knew exactly which courses I wanted to learn about and I just went in. And it's kind of sad because it was really disheartening over the course of like a morning all these courses that I'd had in my head as sort of oh you know this is my dream I want to study here or I want to do this course or I want to go there mm-hmm. yeah they just weren't at all what I'd expected and I think the one that I'd really wanted to do um I've got family in Coventry so I was looking at studying in Coventry and I went up all excited you know all excited to talk to the tutors and they would basically changed the entire course and now it wasn't what I wanted to do and I just remember thinking like the whole sort of trip home what am I going to do mm-hmm. because up until this point I'd pretty much accepted I would go across to study and I didn't know what my alternatives were so it turned out there were some alternatives maybe not quite as uh, as widely varied as they are now um, and I ended up staying on the island I did a HND in fine art and then finished topped up to finish my degree mm-hmm. and I graduated in 2013 and I chose to do it because sort of what happened with with finding out about these courses across and obviously I have some regrets because I probably have well I know I've missed out on a lot from going across but at the same time as I said I started sort of selling my work when I was still at college so by the time I graduated in 2013 I already had clients I already had regular customers Mm -hmm. I was already sort of getting my name out there a little bit not just locally as well I started using apps like Pinterest and Instagram right when they were really sort of taking off for artists and I was very lucky that they made they they allowed me to really get my art seen by a global audience and yeah it just hasn't really it hasn't really stopped I suppose for the last 12 years I keep doing what I'm doing because I enjoy it it sounds like it came quite natural for you then because it sounds like you really considered going away to study but then having come back it seemed like with what you were enjoying at each moment that the progression was quite natural on the island for you is that right I suppose in a way it was it was more just I couldn't bear the thought of not sort of studying or getting a degree in some creative field at all I mean at the Mm -hmm. time I'm the first to admit I wasn't right for a fine art degree when I started it I drove my teeth my my tutors mad Mm. (laughs) and it wasn't really until my final year that I sort of came into my own and found my um like a medium I was really comfortable with which was sort of large-scale paintings it's ironic because now most of the work I do is digital Mm -hmm. um but yeah my 
my degree and my graduate show was all painted and it was all like acrylic paintings now I think I'm known as a very sort of commercial artist and it's all product based and yeah but you've managed to move through that all while still here which is a really nice thing to learn you can go through sort of different mediums and explore different ways of art making that works for you at each point and do you find the island's been like welcoming of that um yes and no I think despite being Manx I I was born here I've lived here all my life did all my schooling here and I'm very proud um to to be from my work just doesn't have a Manx link at all like I I love Manx art and I love art about the island but it's not something I'm necessarily have done much of. I suppose because at the time I felt like there was so much of it already, I wanted to yeah. try something a little bit different. And for the most part, I remember um, when we did the exhibition, I was the only one in my class that sold all of the pieces at the wow. show. Um, Congrats. <laughs> it, was, yeah, from, it was a visitor actually and um, was over during the TT and he just came in and said, yeah, I want to buy these. And we'd had quite a few people like that and you kind of think like, yeah, sure you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> so I had, to, um, I had to actually take them over on the boat. So that was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, I don't know, I, I love Manx art and I, I love, um, obviously that's why I joined the Arts Council. I want to help promote Manx artists and encourage them. Mm-hmm. But my art isn't Manx, and the island doesn't always have the best sort of reaction to that. I've had quite a few local shops, and their their first answer is usually, "Oh, well, you know, do a Manx pin or yeah. do some Manx products, and we'll we'll talk about it." And it's it's kind of funny to think that there are like wholesale shops in America and Ireland and Spain and the Netherlands stocking my stuff, but there aren't any on the Isle of Man. That's so interesting. It's just, it's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit daft. (laughs) And Jay, you, because you grew up here as well, but you made the decision to leave. But I think, have you, you've done Manx related works with your illustrations? Yeah, I have, yeah. Well, I've done done two sets of stamps for the other man. And one of them featured traditional folk. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there was like four stamps with different folk traditions. I think, yeah, it's kind of interesting to hear because, you know, the term... Absence makes the heart grow fonder is quite an uh, apt saying, really, because I really miss being home, being being on the Isle of Man. And I think, like in me, I think being on the island growing up, I took all that stuff for granted slightly. It's only when you're not you're not there that you sort of see how special it is. I, I suppose I didn't see when I was younger how it's similar to Jade actually. It's sort of you're surrounded by it, and you kind of want you want to be different, you want to do something different. Mm. That's the prerogative of of an artist really or of creative so yeah but no, but now i you know I, I have a good excuse that i i don't live there anymore i can start making work <laughs> about it in the environment i'm in now yeah and i've done a, i've done a few things actually i've done i've done a book recently um i had a, an exhibition in japan and the, the whole show was called folk so i just did one about uh, the flitter dance because it was one of the things i researched for the stamps that didn't actually turn into a stamp, I turned it into a sort of a publication. And I've, I, I talk quite regularly with Culture Bannon as well. Mm-hmm. I've just done a, I've just done a rework. Well, actually, I shouldn't talk about that because it's coming out next year. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that. But I'm doing some more. One to stay Bannon tuned for. Well. What's that? Sorry. One to stay tuned for for the listeners. Yeah, I'll that's right. Yeah, next year, <laughs> April next year. That's yeah. so that's so interesting, you know, because I would entirely agree. Like while growing up, especially as my interest in art grew, I really wanted to like detach myself from the island in a way, and I could not wait to get away. And then I suddenly fell in love with the island. I think you're totally right about absence makes the heart grow fonder. That once you leave, you find this 
like a nostalgic love for the island. I think this nature of, you know, people say the Isle of Man never changes. You can leave for ages and come back and you can still have some of the same shops down in Strand Street and stuff. But that's what a lot of people love about it is that it is it still feels like home when you come back. Jay, can you tell us a bit about your sort of progression as an artist and why you decided to leave? So I left in 2004 and before that, similar to Jade really, I sort of, you know, I grew up kind of similar really it sounds a bit spooky like she was describing my childhood um <laughs> very interesting art you know everyone's always saying it. actually i always weirdly uh wanted to be an architect when i was growing up yeah. because it was the only the only thing that i she's nodding she yeah, did as well i did as well yeah I, went, I was told that i wasn't good enough at maths so i had to yeah <laughs> had to same, give up on that same, one yeah. <laughs> exactly and funny same. i was yeah. told to be an architect because i was good at maths at school so <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to be an architect, but it was only because it was the only thing I'd seen where I thought, oh, I can, you, you make drawings as an architect. I suppose I didn't have a, I, I, I didn't have a sense that doing what I'm doing now, even when I got to university, um, being an illustrator, I sort of didn't understand what that entailed, or, or I didn't realise that was a possibility as a career option. Yeah, so... I dropped out of A-levels, took a year out, went to the college. And I did two years there under Ian, doing various A-levels. Carried them on through, and then I did the foundation on top of that. And then I took another year out, <laughs> and then I went to university. So I was, I was kind of umming, umming and ahhing about it straight yeah. after the foundation as well. Spent the year thinking about it. I, I got a place at Leeds College of Art. I spent a year sort of building myself up to this moment to go there. And then I went there and it was brilliant. I sort of, I had a great time at university. I think because I had a year out, I sort of had this kind of hunger to really get back into it again because the year I wasn't studying, I, on the Isle of Man, I was kind of working in shops. I was a painter and decorator. I was sort of doing various different things on the island. It just, yeah, it was scary as I thought. I mean, there's a lot of things that are scary, like sort of being away from home and, yeah. It's not being familiar and all that kind of stuff that it, it's just scary if you do anything like that. But you, you soon get used to it. Yeah, I just had a, I had a really good time. So since then, yeah, I graduated in 2007 from visual communication uh, at Leeds College of Art, as it was at the time. I think it's different. It's called Leeds Art oh, University Yeah, now. Leeds Art University, I think now. Yeah, and then pretty much straight away um, started producing. I was a graphic, more like a graphic designer when I started. So I got a job with freelancing, but I was getting jobs from record companies because during my time at university, I'd met a lot of musicians there. I was making a lot of T-shirts, record sleeves, mm. flyers, posters for bands mainly. I was working part-time in a coffee shop, and then in my afternoons I was designing things for bands. And then shortly after that, I'd sort of get shows in galleries in Hastings, in, in Leeds, sorry, creating flyers for galleries, doing things for galleries, doing workshops in galleries. And then uh, I got a really quite a big job off uh, Leeds City Council to design all the uh, promotional material for a, a big city-wide event there. And then after that, it kind of took off and yeah, started getting a lot of work and it, it became kind of regular and I could do it full time. And I have been ever since. And I, I sort of stopped being a graphic designer about five years ago to concentrate on the illustration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I decided to go into illustration because I was making a lot of illustration for the graphic design projects that I was working on. I always just felt like I enjoyed that part of it more. And it, yeah, it, I just sort of transitioned into 
being an illustrator rather than a graphic designer. Um, and I was doing lots of, <clears throat> I've collaborated for lots of years with Nuvu. Mm-hmm. We've done lots and lots of different things, sort of running workshops, summer schools, big graphic, very holistic design projects all around the world, sort of doing different, very hard to explain. Um, Are you like a, like a freelance collective then, in a way? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, did, we set up as a business, so we are officially a sort of limited company. Yeah. But yeah, I think the way we we've always operated is we're just kind of friends who who share a similar interest that collaborate on projects together, and that's always the way it's been. And we had a a residency in London recently where at the House of Illustration in King's Cross, um, where we built a drawing machine so the three of us could operate it, and then we produced a lot of paintings on this drawing machine, and then we had the drawing machine in the in the in the gallery for people to. Um, use and then we ran a load of um, workshops and things using the machine. We do things like that that are a bit more sort of experimental. I personally have a sort of commercial illustration practice and alongside that's why I say thing doer on my <laughs> on my Instagram because it's extremely hard to explain. It's great though. It, it sounds like you're a proper like opportunist. You know, like you are just aware of what's going on and when something comes up, you'll just grab it. That's right, yeah. Oh, there's that. And it's kind of making your own opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. It's sort of seeing the potential in something. Like, um, if, you're, if, you're, if you've got the ball rolling and you're sort of doing things, I think a lot about being creative is sort of stitching things together that don't usually get stitched together and finding a way of doing that in a, in a sort of interesting, innovative way and creating these kind of experiences and things for other people and, like, new things to look at, new things to think about for other people. Um, I've always thought of what I do as being that. And now I'm, I'm sort of trying to just be an illustrator because <laughs> I, I, my life up until I moved to Hastings was just... I was all over the place, you know, 20 flights a year. Yeah. So it was very tiring. Um, and I had the energy for it. It's just I'm getting older now. So <laughs> Need to settle down. Yeah. yeah. So I moved to the coast to hopefully be a seaside artist yeah (laughs) i just yeah close it out like that that's great though so you you've been around quite a lot um but obviously to to contrast jade you've managed to do a lot of your work from being based on the isle of man you know as we said earlier you've sold through topshop and asos and you've recently done a collaboration with nono coco chocolates in the uk so how do you manage doing all that from the Isle of Man, do you find any strain from sort of trying to reach out or trying to work with these people overseas? I think um, nowadays, obviously, the internet is your friend when it yeah. comes to things like this. And I think even sort of um, pre-pandemic, where obviously in the past sort of two years, things have had to be remote and have sort of had to be online. Um, before that, sort of similar to what Jay was saying about creating opportunities, I'm one of these people that doesn't seem to switch off. So even when I'm on mm-hmm. like a holiday, we'd go away. I'd go away with my family, and I'd I'd be getting jobs. Like while I was, I'd find clients on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit dodgy, but you know what I mean. I'd, um, like example, I remember going to Kinsale in Cork with my mum and dad, and they were off having lunch, and I just went like exploring the town. And I was there about three hours, and by the end of the day, I'd secured two different shops like basically hired me to want to do a blog and want to do branding and logos and things <laughs> so like that cool. just from it. yeah just from chatting to people in shops and sort of you know you get talking and then you show them your work and yeah mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm I always tell people I'm not very good at selling myself but 
I don't know, at times I have been, but it, I suppose it has to happen organically as well. I'm not just going to walk in and be like, oh, hey, do you need a, do you need an illustrator? <laughs> it's more like you get talking about, like it was one of them was a vintage clothing shop. So I was talking about clothes and you sort of, I suppose the conversation grew from that. Yeah, with the international sort of collaborations and or working with um, brands in other, company, in other countries even, even before sort of the past few years, um, when I did the one with that ended up selling in Topshop, it was an Australian um, fashion company. I never actually spoke to them like in real time. Right. We only ever interacted over email. And when I did the um, phone cases that ended up being stocked in like Selfridges, um, anthropology places like that, that one they were based in LA, um, and I remember having to set an alarm to do like a live Skype sort of chat with them Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we did a few of those um other than that again it was all just via email and sort of I don't think we even had instant messaging when we did that we 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 didn't use it for that we literally just did it all via email Mm -hmm. so yeah I suppose again I know I've been incredibly um lucky with a lot of these collaborations and and sometimes I have put my name out there first like with the chocolate one it was an open call out they wanted uh, an autistic female artist and I thought mm-hmm. oh that's me <laughs> <laughs> so I applied and I was picked as um as one of the artists for the collaboration I got to design the chocolate bar wrapper and that was really fun um but that was quite unusual because normally it, it's the other way around like they come to me if that makes sense right. or they'll they'll see my work elsewhere and they'll say oh could you do this or would you like to to do this um so I have been very lucky and I know it's it's definitely not it doesn't happen like that for um for everyone yeah it's it's the internet that's how I've done it all years like 20 30 years ago this wouldn't have been possible I'd have had to fly to LA or I'd had to fly to um Australia and places to yeah. do these jobs um so yeah we're just we're very lucky the sort of times we live in that you can work remotely the other side of the world and still be a part of something or still you know have your name on a project and even if you've never met the people in real life I mean social media has really been our friend over the last year as well in the pandemic I think you and I Jade we were here and I definitely think social media became so much more important than it once was when suddenly everyone had to connect through that and us being sort of trapped overseas social media has just become so much more important have you found that in the last year yeah absolutely I mean I'm I'm one of those I'm like severely introverted so I spend most of my life online anyway Um, but yeah obviously with um, being stuck at home for months at a time and it's been a real blessing I suppose to have um, to still be able to take part in things and to still I suppose get work even during a pandemic I mean it's yeah. it's unusual and um, most of my when I look back most of the companies I've designed for or collaborated with have been in other countries and in the last year I'd say like 75% of my jobs have been Manx oh, and that's wow. really really unusual for me and, yeah. and like I said I've been doing this 12 years and it's only in the last year that it's been local companies um, mm-hmm. hiring me and I imagine that's got, had a lot to do with being sort of, I don't want to say stuck, but being <laughs> trapped. Yeah. <laughs> no, being on the island during the pandemic. Um, and yeah, just, I suppose, carrying on. And, and I've, I have worked on, after me saying I don't do Manx art, um, during the pandemic I did create um, sort of Manx designs. I suppose that's that's maybe helped as well, sort of let people know about me and let people on island um, yeah. see my work. Because even though I have always lived here and I do tell everyone I'm Manx, still a lot of Manx people if they meet me at an event or if I do a craft fair they usually say oh when did you move here because your work isn't direct (laughs) yeah it's like oh I've always been here (laughs) and then having said that um Jay what do you think there is 
based on your experience in the UK, what do you think there is a lack of on the island or the island could be doing more of or differently to encourage young creatives to stay? What what has your experience been in the UK that's been what the island doesn't have? Yeah, it's quite it's quite an interesting one actually, just hearing Jay talk about it because I think although we're not too far apart in terms of like when I left and when you know when we studied and how long we've been working, I think when I left, there wasn't such a thing. Blogs didn't exist. People didn't have websites. Yeah. Social media wasn't even a thing um, when I was on the Isle of Man, and I can see that now that there's a lot of possi- that brings a lot of possibilities, and you know it opens a lot of doors and it. You know, even just hearing about that, like I, I actually don't do a lot of work in the UK. I sort of, I work a lot in Norway and Japan and America as well, and like a lot of my works, you know, and I'm, I'm based here in, in the UK. So and I'm not doing much work in the UK. So, but I think for me, it's a sort of, I suppose what I recognise is a sort of lack of having things like that on your doorstep quite a lot. But mm-hmm. listen, listen to James, I think there is like a sort of shift. And when I've been back to Ireland, I can see a sort of shift slightly towards um, people people being more conscious of things happening locally. Mm-hmm. And I think I think what I felt when I was growing up, and maybe it's just stuck with me, was that you know, I, I always had the sense that I didn't belong there or, like, what I was interested in didn't have a place there. Um, and that, that maybe I've just got a hang-up about it or something, or, like, <laughs> I need to... Things have evolved slightly, but I think that's always stuck with me um, because I was... I think, it, like, learning once I got to the UK that, you know, I can draw a picture and it can go into a magazine, um, I, I honestly didn't know that that was a... That was a thing because yeah. it's not part of your conversation on the other man. Even someone wouldn't—you don't meet many people that that do that kind of thing, um, or and you don't see it that often. There's not—you know—there wasn't news agents stocking sort of computer art as, as it was at the time, or or uh, magazines like that. Mm. Because I guess because there's a lack of appetite for that. Kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I think. I, I do think like a, an art gallery on the Isle of Man would help a lot. Uh, I know it's a subject that a lot of people talked about in the past, yeah. and there's an ongoing conversation over there. But um, and I think a lot of people think that a sort of art gallery is a, a, a place where people put contemporary art that only a few people like. But when you live in a place where there's the, where there are art galleries, and I've lived in a lot of places, I've been to a lot of places where there are art galleries. And being involved in a lot of projects with them, you see that the sort of how they're woven into the fabric of the community. If it's got a, a sort of space for workshops uh, and education and things like that, and all feeds into um, how a community sort of operates around around that art gallery. It isn't just about having this kind of contemporary art there, which I think is great anyway. I think it's good mm-hmm. to have things that challenge what we consider to be beautiful or um, ideas that we have about things. I think it's, it's always good to have a place that challenges you like that um, and is dedicated to doing that because um, it's, it's constantly, you know, questioning what culture is and what culture should be and what who we should be and what we should be doing. I think it's really healthy to to 
just remind ourselves that that's the kind of conversation that we should be having amongst ourselves. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially in terms of, um, you know, finding inspiration. I think that's that's probably been the one thing when thinking about this discussion that I would argue that the Isle of Man just can't have because of the small nature, you know, is that easier accessibility to really getting out and finding a huge range of different stuff um, mm. to sort of not just inspire you, but as you say, like stuff that you don't like and that will spark mm. conversations and stuff that's challenging. Yeah, because if you don't like something, you have to be critical about and you have to be able to describe why you don't like it. You know what I mean? And that's equally as valid as liking something and being able to talk about why why you like it. Yeah, and I, I just like to... There's, um, what happens to me quite often, I found in the past, and maybe not so much now that I've done the stamps and things, when I go back to the moment, I feel like I often say, you know, I'll say I'll be doing this and I'll be doing that, and I, I accept that my, my job is unusual. I really accept that. Um... But I quite often have people saying to me, oh, I just don't, you know, I, I could never understand that. I don't get it. And it's that kind of, I, I really think they could, you know, like I really think it's not it's not that wild. But, you know, a lot of people have this kind of opinion that they, they could never um, understand that. I think a lot of that's to do with not being exposed to it that, that much and not being exposed to things that are, similar to it that's yeah that often happened to me happens to me when I go back and it sort of breaks my heart slightly because I'm always like I want to belong here yeah <laughs> I really really want to belong here and then I have, I'm always being told that what I do in the nicest possible way people aren't trying to be mean to me mm. and my inference is you'll never understand me or never understand what I do or, yeah, so, you know, that's what, I mean, I don't know if it's a selfish thing, but I do see the impact of having, like, a, a larger sort of, like, publicly funded art gallery in a place and the sort of effect that has, even for tourism and things like that, if you go to St. Ives or somewhere, you, you, kind of, you can see straight away that, like, it really impacts quite positively on, on um, tourism and things like that. And the trickle-down effect, which is other people being informed about it or inspired by it, or um, like shops and galleries and music events and things like this, all sort of being inspired by this this one big art gallery and sort of following suit, putting their own shows on, uh, commissioning local artists. But it, sound, it sounds like a lot of that, those kind of things are starting to happen over there. And like I said, I have noticed it when I've been back that there are places starting to sort of embrace that. When I went back to the other man last time, I actually got invited to do a like a book fair mm-hmm. um, whilst I was there, but unfortunately I didn't have anything with me um, because I was just visiting. But so I didn't have I, I couldn't do it because I didn't have anything. But yeah, it, it sounds like things are happening. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not up to date on everything there, but yeah. that, that was my experience anyway. Hopefully that. that yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I definitely. I mean, I definitely think there's been a shift in the last year. I mean, as you said, Jade, you've had so many more, so much more work over on the island, um, and people recognising using Manx and local artists more over here, which I think is nice to see. And I think the great thing about having this discussion now is that we are still. I feel like we're still in the beginning of that shift. So it'll be really because this question has been asked for a long time, and I think a lot of people were in the similar position to you, Jay, where they were 
thinking that they've got to go to try something new um, and that they've got to leave the island in order to do that. So I'm really interested to see now in a post-pandemic world, you know, when we don't have to keep using local. I think when people felt like using local would be so much more beneficial because of the border restrictions and lockdown and stuff. But now that we're moving out of that, I'm really interested to see and I hope that we all see that it stays more and that local is being used more and more in Manx, you know, even working with people who have left and are coming back and and that we see more of that. So um, we'll see what the future holds for us, I think, for the Isle of Man. Um, but just as a finishing note for you both, Jade, I want to come to you first for advice for our listeners. So if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners out there, think of it as if you're talking to your younger self who's deciding, do I go to Coventry? Do I stay on the island? Um, what advice would you give them for staying? Mm, that's a tricky one. Um, I suppose, I mean, it's different now as well because um, I know if, if creatives are wondering should they stay or not, both obviously do have different benefits I know that if I hadn't stayed I I wouldn't have had the money to sort of start my own business yeah I suppose you know yourself what you want to do I know I'm not really answering your question (laughs) I don't know what I tell my younger self because that's just it I probably tell her start while you're start while you're at at school start while you're um you know studying but Mm -hmm. then I did that yeah so because I remember when um when I did graduate and I had other friends just sort of finishing across in uni and trying to you know build a website trying to build a following trying to get clients I already had all of that yeah um in varying degrees because I'd started right while I was still studying so I guess maybe yeah maybe don't don't think just because don't don't think because you're a student that your work you know doesn't have enough merit to try and sell because I didn't sit there thinking oh yeah I'm really good I'm gonna sell this people came to me because they Mm -hmm. wanted to buy it or they wanted to hire me for something or I mean I look back at some of my early work and I cringe but (laughs) as I think most most um, designers or artists would (laughs) but the point is they wanted to pay me for it so who was I to say no so if you've got something good hang on to it I suppose yeah and I suppose that don't don't discredit yourself because you're still a student even Mm -hmm. if you don't have your degree yet or you don't have your qualification that doesn't mean you can't start early and sort of get get a foot in the door for when you graduate or for when you finish Mm -hmm. and then coming to you jay to finish off for advice for young creatives who i think from an important point of view is people who are scared to leave because i think leaving the island as we said at the beginning can feel like a really big deal because you've got to get the boat or the plane you've you're really branching out you're not just hopping on a train so for those people who are Feeling scared about leaving, what advice would you give them for starting a creative career off island? Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like feeling scared and feeling excited, like are very similar feelings in my experience, yeah. and I've experienced it a lot in my life. And it, it's it's quite hard to differentiate which is actually being scared of some, like terrified of it, or what is it? Is it this excitement? Is this is this sort of something that I'm they're very similar feelings, but if you, some people can differentiate between them quite easily. Some people can't. But I think have that conversation with yourself, and try and figure that out. But I would say majority of the time, if it's a positive thing that you're trying to do for yourself, for your life, and you're scared of of the, the steps that it's going to take to get there, it's probably excitement rather than fear. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I you know. You know 
sometimes you just got to you've got to just do things <laughs> um, <laughs> just to just know, be a thing just, doer you know <laughs> yeah you've just got to do it because uh it's what i tell myself a lot um because i i do get i got scared you know uh, about this today you know talking on yeah. a podcast it's it's quite low level fear but it's scary mm-hmm. sort of talking about your feelings about things and stuff but and your experiences and knowing that other people are going to listen to them but I've always just thought you, you just have to do it and I think sort of what Jade's saying as well this is this is how from my point of view how opportunities happen and they happen sort of organically by being positive doing things things seem to come to you or come come into your path if you do that like things things just I don't know how I get a lot of work sometimes. It's just that I suppose I have things to talk about and I have think I'm doing something. And it's all about doing things. It's not about being scared and sitting in a, you know, sitting still and not, not reacting to, to my my wants. And I think what you want is more important than being scared. So get, go and get what you want by doing something about it. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Seize the day. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, thank you both so much for coming on today and chatting to us. I hope that we've provided some kind of advice for young creators out there who are trying to make that decision. Seize the day, guys. That's that's the message. <laughs> a quick note before we head off for another day. If you're listening to this, then you've lasted through a whole episode, which I'm going to guess means that you enjoyed the show, which is amazing. In order to help Island Artcast reach out to more creatives, we really need your help. So please remember to rate and review the shows you've listened to and enjoyed. Even if you didn't enjoy them, you can still rate us. If you're an avid Island Artcast listener, subscribe or follow the show on your podcast platform. These things only take two seconds out of your day to do, but mean the absolute world to the show. So please show us your support. Other than that, remember to keep up to date with all the latest Arts Council news on our website, ilmarts.com, and by following us on social media. Just search Isle of Man Arts Council on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again to Jay and Jade for joining me on the show today, and of course to all our listeners out there. See you next episode.